Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Erica Spera. Erica Spera, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, good. It's so nice of you to come out on a cold Sunday. That's I all guess right. it is, you know, because of the threat of the coronavirus. You know, certain people are calling and saying. Oh, you know, I was yeah. born upstate, so this isn't even that cold. Oh, thing. cool. Yeah, yeah. 30 degrees. <laughs> like, I'm from Chicago, and so this is kind of the weather without snow is a little, little bizarre. There hasn't been any snow. Yeah, it really hasn't. So up, really upstate, has there been a bunch? Um, not even too much. Okay. I grew up in the floodplain, so I'm used to you're a lot. Used, you're yeah. used to whatever. She's got oh, her yeah. snowshoes already. And then, um, <laughs> where can people see you do stand-up comedy on stage in New York City? And where can they find you online? Um, I'm typically at the Stand Comedy Club. Oh, cool. uh, and time. they, they just redid that, right? Yeah. That's okay. like brand new now. It's super nice. Yeah. Everybody's just um, talking about how great it is. I'm not sure when this episode comes out, but okay. I'm there March 14th. Oh, good. Yeah. It'll come out Saturday. today. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So March 14th, 7 p.m. Wow. If you come, Big show. show. And then what other shows are, what other comics, you know, what kind of comedy can they expect when they see Erica Spira? They see me? When they see you and at the stand show, like are they, you know, what kind of comics are being booked on the show that you are doing at the stand? Funny. Just, just funny. <laughs> it's a quali- funny qu- quality is the only qualifier. Yeah. Okay. If, I guess if I had a real shtick, I might be famous by now. So, okay. you know, I'm talking about a little bit of everything. Okay. A little family, a little dating. Okay. So it's yeah. kind of autobiographical? Yeah, and you know, all, you got to talk about your own life. Yeah, and I, and I guess the dating kind of talks about what, I mean, you guys are talking about that on your podcast, too. So what's the podcast? Uh, our podcast is called Shooters Gotta Shoot. I love that. And I love the philosophy, <laughs> right? And is that is that is that correct? Do shooters have to shoot? I mean, you have yeah. to? Okay. Basically, my co-host and I um, both were college athletes. We both played basketball yeah. in college, and um, we kind of have an athlete mentality when it comes to dating. <laughs> That's very, like, listen. You got to make something happen. So do, do women yeah. a, do women ask out men in the shooters got to shoot uh, scenario? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like All it's right. like we're we're very down to make first moves, whether it's straight up asking or you know it's kind of an art of uh, how do you open the door, let someone know you're at least interested. Okay. So it's how do you, of, how, how do you do that? Oh, I mean, there's many ways. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If anything, we were like, okay, originally we were too aggressive growing up. Oh. <laughs> so we we're like, okay, you gotta like let them, you know, still have that masculine energy type thing. Yeah, because I, uh, I don't ask people that, and one of the reasons why I don't is because you, you know it's one of those things where you are not sure, you know, what their situation is. Period. Like you don't right, know if they're single, right, right. you don't know if they're straight, you don't know if they're interested, yeah. and what kind of signals can you give to make somebody know that you're, you're welcome? You're welcoming their advances. Mm, okay, so if you're in a public place like a bar, sure. typically it's the like eye contact, okay. little smile maybe, uh-huh. or it's kind of like making a side comment to them okay. to just open the convo. Like, so what's a, yeah, what's a side comment? Like if you're a, you know, there's a cute guy waiting to order a drink and you like maybe like stand next to them to also order a drink ah. and, you know, say like the bartender's taking a while and you're just like, oh man, how long have you been waiting here? Like the bartender's taking forever. It's like... Wow. Kind of a thing you just open the door. A Shooters got to shoot, yeah. even if it's subtle. <laughs> even even if it's subtle. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then is it kind of a numbers game? I mean, are you comfortable? It's like, a numbers game. Well, and then, <laughs> but then how would you know? Like, is it just that the dude's hot? Like, how do you know well, that like, the dude's not a super creep? Well, I mean, how, are you, how do you know with women? It's just like you're, no there's idea. naturally an attraction there. Yeah. You're in a bar and you want to talk to somebody. That's, yeah, but then you start talking to him. And what happens when it goes south? When it goes south? Do you find out that the guy's you know good looking creep? Oh, I mean, then you just wrap the convo, you know? Okay. You're, you're, so you're a comic. You can just wrap it up pretty elegantly? Yeah, you know. Okay. I mean, it's the same of, like, uh, I've been approached by guys in a bar that I talked to a little bit and I wasn't necessarily into. Okay. And, um, how, yeah. how, how do you shut it down? Uh, you know, that's why it's always good to have a wing woman. You can yeah. be like, oh, i got to get back to my friend. Or oh, cool. I've had uh, a guy maybe offer to buy you a drink, okay. and I wasn't interested, so I, I don't take the drink. Oh, I'm cool. not selfish on that. Okay. I'll be like, oh, no, I'm good, I'm, you know, but thank you for the offer. Because otherwise there is expectation. Well, okay. if you're buying someone a drink, 
you assume they're going to at least stand there and talk to you for yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I just had a buddy who, I don't know, he went on a Tinder date, and he goes, dude, this woman is here ordering everything on the Red Lobster menu. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, because he's, you know, he's really, you know, online people tend to shoot higher than they are. I think there's studies done. Like, if, mm. you, if you're an eight, they're shooting for nines, and it's happening all across the board. I mean, I think that's men in general, personally. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, but it, they're, they're also <laughs> saying that maybe it's women, too. And just kind of like, yeah, yeah. How, does, how does internet dating factor into shooter, shooters got to shoot? Mm. Well, there's... Ma- male point of view and female point of view. Right. Well, not necessarily just internet dating. There's also the, the DM game. We all talk about so on to uh, social media sliding into your DMs. Yeah, sliding in the DMs is the and is that ever is that ever appreciated? I mean, if the guy is hot, I guess it's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, both ways. Unless it's a dick picker. Because I've had um, I'm on like online apps, you know, and uh, I've had a guy message me like on my Instagram, okay, kind of like hey, and then you go to look at their profile and it's private, Uh, and that's something that's weird because it's like look, all my stuff's public. It's partly because I'm a comedian, yeah. But it's like, okay, first of all, did we match? I once asked that to someone. I was like, hey, I was like, did we match? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay. I said, well, let me be blunt. Your stuff's not public. <gasps> and he was like, oh, okay, I'll make it public. <laughs> so when <laughs> it was a be- weird, it's like, and someone might say that I was rude to say that, but it's like, listen, you were only messaging me pretty much based on my physical appearance. It's right. only fair that I see what's going on. Right. Like, what are you hiding? <laughs> you know? Because there's also something to like, hey, we didn't match. Yeah. That means I kind of said no. But when he said something to you, he had referred to, okay, I found you online at the apps, and that's why and that's why yeah. you're comfortable I mean, asking, did we match? Okay. I know people have done that, and it worked because okay. it kind of like sets you apart from the rest a little. Okay. Or shows a little extra interest. You're like, hey. How do you figure out the person's name? Like if it's uh, well, a lot of app. uh, the apps your Instagram's connected. Oh, okay. Um, or you can put it in your bio, which I do have mine in my bio. What does it say? Just like your at handle, like at Sparica. Your, your dating handle is in your social media bio. Yeah, my yeah social media handle wow. is in my dating profile. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know it's that advanced. Um, I mean, I kind of did because it's like, you know, you only pick a couple pictures and it's something that's just like, I don't know, there's my life, go look at it. Like yeah. I once jokingly had the bios like, at Sparica, if you still think I might be fat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then kind of as a female comic, how is that, you know, wh- are you getting asked out a lot when you, you know, when you have a good set or whatever, like are guys coming no. up to you or guys just, it's, never it's when the opposite. Yeah, because it's threat. No. Oh, it's if you have a bad set, they want to come rescue you and be like, I still think you're hot even though nobody thought you were funny. Yeah, I don't know. Even though that's not happening with Erica Spira, of course. <laughs> well, it's like uh, I've just noticed if I have a good set, I will typically have men after the show, if they speak to me, they, like, respect you in a way that they, like, more, like, hey, shake your hand, like, oh, that was really funny. I enjoyed your set. You're like, oh, thank you. And then they, like, keep it moving. That's it. And then at that point, you should do one of your side comments. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I tried that before. Okay. Where I'm like, because oh, like, your first time here. Like, you just yeah, you you say actually, something. Yeah, you respect me. That's pretty amazing. Why yeah. don't you – yeah. Does uh, respect – you know, prevent you from asking me out, though. That's bizarre. Like, why would somebody's respect for you decrease uh, the opportunity to ask Oh, I you? think uh, it's something like they've done studies of, like, people's biggest fears, and it's, like, women's biggest fears in dating is, like, to be murdered, <laughs> and, <laughs> and a man's biggest fear is to be made fun of. Yeah. So it's something of, like, if you're very funny on stage, especially, you know, I have some jokes that are about dating very vaguely, and they're never specifically, like, I went on a date with this guy, and you won't yeah. believe what this dude did. But everyone will still assume, like, if I go on a date with you, she might go up there and uh, make fun of me specifically. Is, so I think that's part of is it. Is it by design that you're scrubbing out any humiliation from your act? Like, instead of, like, yeah. saying, oh, this guy was a douche, he showed up and he did this, you're scrubbing that so that the dating yeah. thing stays robust? I haven't, like, basically I've never had anything so specific that I would even feel the need to, like, call someone out directly. Okay. If anything, it's like, we're all dating through our lives and you'll find similarities, so I try to more have it vague. Because okay. it's also, like, yeah, I can talk about my own life and poke fun at myself all I want, or, like, it's just easier to make generalizations. Yeah. Because I'm not, 
I don't I don't do comedy from a standpoint where I'm like I'm trying to go up there and humiliate someone specifically, and that's even with like the podcast I do. We don't name names. We'll give nicknames to people. Okay. It's like, all right, you might listen and know I'm talking about you, but <sighs> we keep vague enough details. It's like no one would know okay. who I'm talking about. And so is your co-host also a comic who is also dating an active Not lady? a comedian. Okay. Which is actually really great. Yeah. How does that, <laughs> so, yeah, how does that partnership work? Well, and why does it work? Well, we're good friends. Okay. And it's something that we both have similar mentalities, but then we often will disagree on things. So I think it's great, um, especially when we do, we do like dating research of like books and methods and like try to go out in the world and try. And where is the area stuff. of disagreement? Um, a lot of times, like, I'll read a book, we'll both read the same book, and I'll be like, I actually really liked this book and thought it really encouraged me to go out there and, like, be more open, and she'll be like, I hated this book. I felt like, you know, it was saying all this, X, Y, Z. It was forcing me to go out and, and do uh, take take my shot. Yeah, like, yeah, basically, I read one dating book I felt like was, like, quote, the feminist dating book. It was like, go out there. Go out there, have sex with whoever you want. Okay. Like, figure out what you like and be the thing people chase is how I read it. Okay. And then... She read it the other And way. then she read it as, like... It was very, too much, like, physical appearance dependent, okay. sort of. Like, it almost was being, like, too much pressure on that. And, and, and I was like, oh, interesting. Because we read some old school book that basically is like, don't speak, don't put out. <laughs> don't, like, literally almost have no personality. Right. And she, <laughs> she liked that one better. No, I mean, oh, we okay. both. But which both each like book, it. what's so interesting is, especially old school ones, there's so many parts that we, like, kind of scoff at and laugh at. Okay. We're like, this is fucking ridiculous, okay. right? But there has to be a kernel of wisdom. Yeah, because yeah. all the books we've read, there's similar things in them, and there will be something we agree with. Okay, so which, is, which is usually what? Hmm. The biggest thing I'd say in terms of, like, heterosexual relationships, um, if a man wants to see you, he'll make the effort to see you. Okay. Is kind of the underlying thing of a lot of books. See, see what sucks, though, is as, as somebody, like... I peaked when I was about 12 and I haven't dated since. Like, really, like, I haven't, really I, haven't, dated, I haven't dated for decades. And one of the reasons why is because, like, back in the day, all the girls would ask me out. And then, like, you know, of course, I turned 18 or whatever. And then shit went south. But it's like I stopped asking people out because it's like I also didn't like the options I was getting. Like, because I peaked so early, huh. I was attracting the tens of the tens. But then different things start to matter when you get older. Like, although I became a lawyer and stuff like that, like, you know, you get fatter, you lose your hair. And your your, your competition <laughs> is guys who have their hair and, you know, have tons of money. Yeah, but you have a good job. Yeah, but I'm not even a lawyer anymore. I kind of gave up my license 10 years ago because I wasn't making money. But, um, like, I don't ask people out even though I could because I, I I just never do because I don't want to get rejected. And so I hate books that are out there teaching huh. the, de- teaching the narrative like he's not that into you. It's like I totally fucking am. It's just I don't ask people out unless you know they you know they do their side commenters. Like it wouldn't even ha- side comment would be far too fucking subtle. Like she would really just literally have to be you know a sign around her neck saying date me please. You know really like okay. I totally I totally like you and, and date me please. And so I, I guess that um, how do you. You know, although the you know the assertive guys will totally make an effort to ask you out, how do you deal with somebody else who might not be as assertive or just I don't know, fears rejection? You know, Eric Espera, I mean, you're you're like a ten, and so if guys <laughs> oh, are if guys are like you know you know oh, I'm gonna ask out this ten, and she's gonna say no, no, of course, like mm-hmm. you you will have um, you know ensured that you won't be asked, asked out by somebody that you might like, even though he's like an eight. Okay, before and I, I answer, and I'm not an eight, I'm like a, I, a four or something. But <laughs> this is all hypothetical. Before I answer that, can I I have a question for you? Okay. I'm curious. Okay. So so, I know many guys that are like you. Okay. That because uh, I've had male friends my whole life. Good. And there's others out there. Yeah, sure. No, and so many of them. <laughs> that's partly why I was the type to be like, screw it, I'll ask a guy out because I would hear it all the time from okay. men of like, why do I have to be the one Good. to make the first move? Good. Why it would be so nice if the woman did. Cool. And then I was doing that basically my whole life, and it was never working. Okay. And so a lot of times guys say that, and it's almost like, okay, no, you would like it if it's someone you want to date. Right. Which is anybody. Yeah. That's what it's like to be a woman. <laughs> 
like when you sit there and you're like, oh, I'm not meeting anyone. It's like, okay, well, that guy really likes you. And you're like, yeah, but I don't like that guy. No, no. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. So for you, I'm curious of like, you're saying you won't ask a woman out, but will you be like making efforts to like, you know, if it's a friend of a friend, kind of like be in scenarios that they're there or just chat with them type thing? Or you're, you're like, I do nothing. Well, yeah, I'm also just like a one-on-one hanger out or I've had the same friends for decades. Like they have wife, you know, like one has a wife and kid. And so like, it's never hanging out in groups. Like mm. I'm just so, I'm so much of an introvert where it's just like one-on-one hangouts with a dude and there's never anybody else involved. And okay. so of course I wouldn't put the kibosh. Like if he's like, oh, she's interested in you. Of course I would, you know, if I was attracted to her all, at all, of course I would uh-huh. kind of go there, but it doesn't happen too often. Okay. But it's cool to know that the friends you were talking talking to all had you know some of them had the same issue and so you're like that's why you started asking out more dudes. yeah okay. or i was i would hear things that they would basically complain about women my whole life okay and one would be initiating right, yeah, right. and then there'd be all these other little things and i was kind of taking notes being like oh then i'm not going to be that i'm not going to be that okay. i'm not going to act that way okay. but then i would watch all of them still date those women that they complained about so yeah. I was like, well, no, 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 there's something you like to these things you keep complaining or almost like, quote, you're being too much of like a bro in the friend zone. Oh, right. Like if you're too much like one of the guys, then they don't look at you as someone to date. Right. So it's kind of a weird balance to have. Yeah. But most importantly, all those guys that were super anxious or kind of like you where they're like, oh, I don't know, I couldn't make the first move. Or I don't want to get rejected. I would watch all of them eventually ask somebody out. Right. Or make some type of move. Okay. And so they're kind of the example I keep in my mind. That's the like, if they like you something will happen. Okay. Whether it is just them making that effort to kind of be around you or kind of talk to you a little. They like, finally found the I person. think they just take longer than, quote, a more alpha male or extroverted okay. guy. Okay. And then my question is, like, okay, it's it sounds like you've built up, like, a cottage, in- cottage industry of just, you are the source of dating dating advice now. You're reading all the books. <laughs> you're, you're workshopping all the books with your co-host. You're I'm doing trying. A, yeah, yeah, you're doing a podcast on it. And now my question is, like, the consequences of, you know, any sort of dating are not necessarily good. Like, mm-hmm. meaning, it's like, oh, yeah, you won the prize. It's like, oh, I got married or whatever. It's like, yeah, the prize is not usually, like, like you know, I've been close to good relationships in my life where I've observed them very close. And, the you know, you have to be a responsible communicator. You have to be very open. And there, there's responsibilities that go along with that. Maybe certain expectations with respect to kids, which is another set of mm-hmm. ob- obligations. Like, the prize here is not necessarily just 50 years of reliably great sex and relationship, it is just another set of things to do. Like you're switching one dating, one set of dating obligations for another set of obligations, which are relationship obligations. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, are you worried that when you get into a, I don't know, exclusive relationship with somebody you love, like not only are you shooting yourself in the foot with respect to your cottage industry of dating advice, <laughs> like the Erica Spera experience of, you know, having content that's hilarious on stage. Um, and aren't you, like, is the prize at all worth is striving for it's just another set of obligations well okay so it's funny you call it a prize because that's this old school book the one i referenced earlier is called the rules okay and it it feels so old school it's literally written in like 95 <laughs> so it's not even that old but when you read it you i personally feel like it's like the 50s because i'm like i grew up in the 90s i was born 91 okay. so i'm like okay i grew up in the era of like no, nah, women were going to college and getting their own jobs and being independent and right. feminism right? Right, right it wasn't this big deal to have two income houses most of my parents uh i mean most of my friends parents had double income so i always knew i was grown to be like what do you want to do with your life and make a living i wasn't bred of the like you go to college find a nice guy yeah you know find a provider get married you you stay home with the kids it's totally not a prize yeah for for me it's air quotes right. right so but that book had that feeling of like 
this book just feels like get married. Like the goal is to get a ring. Okay, so you're saying and that's not even really the goal to get into a, you know not exclusive. I mean, I think I phrase it, exclusive relationship with somebody you love. Like that would right, be a, right, that'd right. be that would be a good thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because okay. with this book, it was like basically shaping and forming yourself to almost like hide parts about yourself till you uh, get this ring, okay. right? right? It's almost like get the commitment. And, you know, get a guy that's just down for you. But at no point is it like, hey, you also should like him or find him attractive. Right. Or, like, chemistry, it kind of was, like, just teaching you how to be desired by a man. Well, that, that sucks. Which we were like, that's stupid because in, in my eyes, I don't think marriage means success. Right. Because there's plenty of people that never get married and have kids together and are fine. Or And also the people who are married, it's just another set of obligations. True. And yeah. so even in, like, a mutual, you know, an exclusive relationship with somebody you love, that's a that's another set of obligations. So yeah. why are you searching for that? Um, and are you? Is it just you're enjoying more... dating so much that you you actually <laughs> are not? So. Uh, you're not searching for well, a quote unquote. Prize. It basically was like um, recently I just had my first like uh, quote adult relationship that cool, I was like, cool. um, it was only you know Congra- four congratulations. Months. Thank you. Right. But it wasn't it wasn't the official boyfriend girlfriend, but it was the exclusive dating. Oh, cool. I very much liked that person, and it was the first time in a long time I really liked somebody. Oh, cool. But there's, it's more this podcast when I started it was more for me and my co-host being like, we're doing this podcast to make ourselves like not give up because we're very work focused or it's very like we feel we get rewarded in our careers and work parts of our life and we're never, we never feel like we figured out relationships. Okay. So it kind of was this thing to be like, we're both the type to just be like, well, fuck trying, right? Fuck dating. Yeah, that's I what I, I did. That, that's why I did. It's very peaceful. It, right. Yeah. There it's been a wonderful couple it. decades. Uh-huh. Yeah. But we're also the believers of like, yeah, if we're just doubling down on work and 100% focusing on that, nothing happens. Right. So there's, it's, that's the annoying thing about dating is there's a cliche for everything, right? So there's like, oh, it happens when you least expect it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I lived my life that way for years and nothing has happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I I'm wasn't like, expecting it so at all like, throughout this. Yeah, no, it should have happened, right? Right. Or even with like dating apps as much as like, they're not, I guess, the ideal way a lot of people prefer yeah. to meet someone, but it's like, but it is uh, another form of getting introduced to people. Right. So it's like, you know, that or, but what's funny is I'm more likely to do that than, um, I was going to say to you, especially if you have married friends, married people love setting people up. Yeah. Because it's like they want another couple to hang out with. So if they yeah. really like you, they're like, well, we like you. We like this other girl. It'd be great if you guys got together and then we all hang out. That's yeah. like internally what their method is. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, it's personally, I feel more embarrassed yeah. to say to anyone I know that I'm like, oh, I would like to be in a relationship. Do you know anyone? Right. To me, that's like mortifying. Yeah. I don't know why because it's just being human and being honest. Because even when I started the podcast and stuff and I was telling people, I had a lot of friends be like, oh, I didn't know you you wanted a relationship because they just were like, you're just so work-driven. Right. They're like, I didn't think you cared. Yeah, listen to the podcast. Like, yeah. at, at what point did you start the podcast in you know, in relation to when you started and ended your most recent adult relationship? So it's so funny that I literally did they went coincide? on like two dates with him right before the podcast was released. <laughs> And so also um, my half of the podcast is like dating with herpes. So it was a weird thing of I was like, I don't know if this guy's going to listen to You kind of hope he does, though, so you can be open and honest about about the health. Yeah, it kind of would be easier than me telling him. And it turns out he did listen to it. And uh, and then later he told me, he was like, you know, I kind of liked hearing it that way because I wasn't so worried about like 
if you said it face to face with me, I would mainly be concerned with like reacting correctly yeah. and not so much listening to what you were saying. Yeah. Is she adjusting? Is she, uh, how is she reacting to my reaction? Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. As most of us do, if when anyone opens up about something, you're like just trying to think of the correct things to say yeah. and react and make them feel okay, right. no matter like what the issue is. And so um, is it cool to be educational on the pod? Like you're drawing the right people to you by I'm being, trying, yeah. Yeah, by being <laughs> open and honest about, you know, having herpes or, or just like educating as to that issue. Like how do you date with herpes? Like you are drawing the people to you who are like, I want to date Erica Spera. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's cool that like, you know, she, she t- not only revealed that she has herpes, but also she taught me what the fuck it means for dating. Mm, and so yeah. by being open and honest, you're drawing the right people to you. I mean, I would hope. I mean, my biggest idea with kind of creating it was like when I first got herpes, I was obviously like searching for kind of resources for information or kind of helpful things. But the number one thing everybody with herpes asks when they first get it is like, how do you tell people you have it? How do you navigate? You, you start a podcast. That No, well, <laughs> basically I found some podcasts that I listened to and I hated them. I didn't okay. like them. And mainly because it was always people that were married. Uh, or in a very long-term serious relationship. So it's like, okay, you're only comfortable talking about this because you won. Yeah. You're like out of the trenches, right. and I'm in the trenches. So I was sitting there being like, no, I want someone to openly be like, uh, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be blunt. Like, to be like, yeah, I, you know, I told this person it didn't work out. Or, like, kind of be hearing the trial and error, um, similar to I was in, a, like, a support group I found that was okay. all women that had herpes. Oh, cool. And that was so helpful to be like, Oh, everyone in here is dealing with those problems, and it's wow. so nice to, like, feel not alone in that sense. Yeah. But it's, you know, I think maybe just because I'm, I'm kind of naturally a little more cynical a bit, <gasps> that it's like when you're sad and you're down, it's that misery loves company a little bit. Oh, okay. So it's something that it's like it's such a relief to hear someone else being like, yeah, it fucking sucks sometimes. Yeah. You're and like, so, right, it sucks. And so are you getting a good response from your podcast listeners for when you talk about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, very much so. Uh, I've had like, I'll get DMs come out of random people or I'll get DMs from people I do know that either one, they have it and I had no idea, or they will be like, hey, I have a friend that recently got it. I sent your stuff to her oh, and cool. she wants to like talk to you cool. or him. And I'm like, yeah, like here's my email. Here's my cell. Like, cause I just know it's like, it's very, you see the stats and quote, everybody has it, but then no one talks about yeah. it. Yeah. So you always will feel very alone. They're all a bunch of liars. Yeah, basically. And so they're going to find out all about this on, on Shooter's Got to Shoot, yeah. which is available everywhere. Fine podcasts are streaming. Yeah, okay. Apple, Google, Spotify, all that. that. And then they can find you do stand-up comedy on stage in at the stand. Yeah. And that's March. March 14th. March 14th. 7 p.m. Seven. Check, Spira and friends, you want Check to it out because it's supposed to be just uh, it's supposed to be a beautiful place, but also just the only th- common thread of this show is that uh, it's quality. It's, the, it's yeah. the best comics in New York City <laughs> bringing their best stuff, right? Yeah, it's a nice variety, and what's nice is it's like a bunch of comics doing about ten minutes, so it's okay. like, hey, you might not like one, but you'll love another one. Yeah, we always book a very different lineup. Yeah, if you don't like it, wait ten minutes. It's probably like it's probably <laughs> yeah. like the weather upstate in that regard. If you yeah, don't like exactly. it, wait. and then they can find it online at Erica Spira across all platforms, or is it? It was Erica Spira Comedy. Yeah. If you okay. if you just search Erica Spera, that's ericaspera.com. Yeah. Um, my handle for everything is at Sperica, S-P-E-R-I-C-A-A. Um, and that's where you can find her dating info. <laughs> you can find everything, yeah. And, and, and slide into her DMs, yeah, especially yeah. if your account is not private. Oh, yeah, DMs are open. Yeah, if you're going to d- DM slide <laughs> men, women, you got to make your account public. Dude, I love that. You gotta, like, that's just showing self-confidence. The DMs are open. Erica Spera, thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> thank you.